0: A Podcast One production.
1: You're listening to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Last episode, we were chatting about the importance of healthy relationships. Today, we're going to talk about digital detoxing. We touch on similar things time and time again because they are so connected in looking at trying to achieve balance and a holistic lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and they are often interconnected. Mm. And the other thing that we know, and I know this from working with clients and I know this from working in the TIFXO community, mm-hmm. is that people will say, oh, it only took me 50 times to hear that, but now I finally get it. Yes. And some, you know, we only retain a very small bit of information. So the more that something is repeated... Um, the more likely we are to hear it in a different way Mm -hmm. or to take it on board. So I think it's important. It is so important. And you can't talk about any of these topics
1: without bringing mindfulness in or the (laughs) way you think, the thoughts, your physiology. It is so connected. Mm. So today we're talking about digital detoxing. Mm. And it's something that didn't really exist when I was at school. But now... It is something that I am trying to tell my 19-year-old brother, and he can't imagine a world without Snapchat and WhatsApp and Instagram, that he needs time off his screen. (laughs) He needs some time. We all need time
0: off our screen. Mm. Probably more important for those younger people who don't know a world without it. But we are all kind of hooked on our screens, Mm -hmm. and it is potentially problematic. And I actually was reading the other day, because I was writing an article about this topic, that when Apple collects data... I don't think, I think it was like 2016 maybe this data came out. You know how Apple collects usage yes. data? Yes, And they found that people generally unlock their phones, swipe open their phones 80 times a day, mm-hmm. 80 plus I think mm-hmm. times a day. And there was some other research that said they they put a chip in their phone to see how many times people actually ha- manually handle their phone. Uh-huh. It was over 2,000 times a day. <gasps> Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it really is. And in fact, um, I heard about a book written by Nancy Collier. I haven't read it myself, but in in her book, it's called The Power of Off. She says that she has data that we check our phones 190 times a day, Mm. uh, which is basically every five minutes. So that rings true for me. Mm -hmm. That rings true. Uh, We are on our phones constantly. It is the new addiction. And it's making us feel crappy absolutely it mm-hmm. is the problem is though that we we're all on our phones mm-hmm. all the time and so it's we don't actually know any different it is the new addiction mm-hmm. and the difference between the addiction to our phones compared to You know other addictions that we hear about: gambling addictions and alcohol and and sugar addictions. Mm. Is the other ones we identify as problematic, and this one we don't so much because everybody's doing it. Mm. It's such a normal, integral part of our daily life that we accept it. That we don't necessarily identify it as a problem, Mm. except that we kind of do. I think we all know intuitively that we're a bit attached to our phones, um, but we don't necessarily relate to the, or we don't necessarily perceive it to be the problem that it really is. Yes. And as a
1: psychologist, Cass, are you seeing other issues arise? People feeling really crappy from being on
0: their phones, well, to be on honest, screens all the time? To be honest, Tiff, no, people don't identify it as a problem. Mm. And I do get asked that question. Oh, do people present to you because they're addicted to their phones? Well, actually, no, because people don't identify it as a problem mm-hmm. because it's very normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself is the problem. Do you think that there's been a rise in things such as anxiety and depression? For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think there'll be more and more research coming out about Mm this. Uh, I... I, I know, I don't have any studies right in front of me. I know there was a survey done in the UK mm-hmm. which found direct links between social media use and depression, the rate of depression, and that was to do with time spent. Mm-hmm. So two hours plus a day on social media was considered to be a problematic and considered to be uh, linked to increased rates of depression. Mm-hmm. Now the thing with that, we need to do more research there because, you could say that people who are depressed mm-hmm. tend to spend more times on more time on their phone because they when we're depressed we tend to cut ourselves off socially and you're potentially looking for those connections through your phone mm-hmm. as opposed to going out into the world and that's a symptom of depression mm-hmm. so whether it's a cause or or a correlation I'm not sure but I do know that there's other research about particularly about Facebook use mm. and depression and anxiety Uh, and there's lots of reasons for that and you Mm -hmm. know we can talk about what the problems are for sure. Yeah what are some of the other problems with being on our phones all the time? I mean for myself I find the fear of missing out, FOMO, that's a real thing. Yeah, the FOMO thing is a big one, I think, particularly for young people. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that we are presented with what everybody else is doing and we almost, you know, we we see, we've said this before, that we see everybody else's highlights mm-hmm. real and the mm-hmm. fun that people are having and we see a distorted view of people's real lives. Mm-hmm. And then we compare our real life and all of our you know, anxieties and flaws and worries and struggles Mm -hmm. with what we think other people are doing. And if you're not really attuned to that, or even if you are, you can't help but sort of buy into that a little bit. And the more people, more time people spend on social media, the more uh, depressed Mm -hmm. they tend to be. Because you're comparing to people, aren't you? And Instagram, in fact, I just remembered Mm -hmm. is the worst for that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because it's a visual platform. And so we see a lot of very pretty filtered you know, polished images mm-hmm. of all of the fun. Professional and the... images most of the pretty, time pretty from much. celebrities and things, yeah. Well, it, not even celebrities though. We can look at the celebrities, but what about just our normal friends who always seem to be having a great time and their kids seem to always be really well behaved and they're always having a holiday and yeah. having picnics and beautiful lunches and restaurant meals. Mm. You know, <laughs> mm. we, we see it all while we're kind of sitting at home feeling a bit miserable and mm. um you know, stressed or yes. you know, whatever is going on, which is very normal real life when we're mm-hmm. comparing it to a distorted view of other people's yeah. lives. Not And
1: not only the comparison and the fear of missing out, but there's also... Uh, bullying. There's more. Cyber bullying. We're, we used to just have bullying in the schoolyard where someone comes up face-to-face face or, you know, you had to be in the same room as a person. Now it's all... It filters
0: ...blind. In. Mm. Yep. That's the scariest thing for me because my daughter's just started high school. Yes. And she... She doesn't have a phone. Mm -hmm. She's 11 and a half. Um, She would tell me that everybody else has got a phone except her. I don't believe that to be true and I don't even care. She's not having one. Yeah. Um, Because we, even Steve Jobs and even Mark Zuckerberg, is it Mark Zuckerberg? No, but the people who developed this, Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. sorry, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs said that they would not let their kids have phones Mm. until they were 14 or 15 and they know, they're the people on the inside that know how dangerous and how addictive they are. And they won't let their kids. So I think, well, it's it's enough for Steve Jobs and Bill Mm, Gates. It's good good enough for me. As a taekwondo instructor, we have
1: classes for kids as young as four. And little four-year-olds were coming in with a phone attached to them on a lanyard around their necks. And they knew how to operate it, how to ring mum, how to text mum when they'll finish class. Really? But of course they're on games straight after class, yeah? Yeah. So it's as young as that, that they have their own phones on a lanyard. And I just think, oh, this is bad because it is so addictive. And can you tell us, Cass, how
0: it is addictive in your brain? Yeah, the thing about addiction is that and if you think particularly mm. about, say, gambling addiction and poker machines, they, they operate on mm. this, um, this principle of intermittent variable reward. Mm-hmm. So you never know when you're going to get a hit, when you when mm-hmm. you're going to get a win. So you keep on going back and going back, and then you get a win, and ding, ding, ding! You know the dopamine receptors in your brain, um, you know, go off, yeah. and so that draws you back to keep on going. It's for like the next having win. a slot machine in your. It's pocket. a slot machine, and yeah. so phones act uh ph- phones sort of function very yeah. similarly it's this every time i pick it up is there going to be a message or a notification a like. is somebody going to a mm. like mm. a comment um you know and so we we thrive on that whether we think we do or we don't or we don't believe mm. it we we kind of are hooked on that um that feedback, you know, that social feedback and the the like and the comment and there'll be a message or there'll be an email or there'll be, I'll check my email. If there's no email, then I'll check my instant messenger and then I'll mm. check Instagram and then I'll check, you know, we yes. just see this constant checking, checking, checking. And every now and again, there'll be something and that draws us back in. Yeah. The thing about dopamine is it's, we call it the reward center in the brain. It's actually the motivation center. It mm-hmm. Dopamine in and of itself doesn't give us a reward. There's other parts of the brain that that light up with reward. But dopamine is the thing that identifies something as rewarding. And so it compels you towards that thing. So this is where cues, when we talk about habits, Mm -hmm. you know, cues and um, behaviors and then Mm. rewards. So certain cues and certain triggers in the environment, just being bored, just sitting down, waiting for a coffee or waiting for the bus is a cue to do the habit, which is Mm. to pull out the phone and you get the reward of the Mm. notification. And so that's Wired into our brain to continue to seek that reward and dopamine is very powerful. I mean, that's the driver so of all of our addictive behaviors is we are mm. heavily, heavily motivated and compelled to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes habitual and yeah. ha- habitual things become addictive things. And we're not saying that
1: social media is all evil or that the phone is evil, because I love my phone. Love it, it is too. my map. It's <laughs> my alarm clock. It's my calendar. Everything's in that phone. And it's so convenient. And also running an online business, I find if I help mums to exercise at home who can't leave the house or go to the gym. I'm so proud of what online
0: can do. Yeah, I agree. And that's the that's the problem with it. Yeah. It's because it serves some really useful yeah, purposes. it is. And it can be very positive, but we're just about
1: balance, aren't we, Cass?
0: For sure, and even social media. We talk about social mm. media and the links to depression and the and the um, the dopamine and the addiction. But that, that connection kind of can also be positive. That connection can be very positive. Mm-hmm. I love being able to connect with people. Mm. I've moved interstate four times or something, and I can keep up with all of the people yes. that I would have normally lost contact exactly. with. And look at our community. We've got people all over the world who mm. we know and we
1: coach and who are you know friends and finding ways to make change that's great, mm-hmm. but we're trying to just give you some tools and tips and to help
0: you to be aware of Identify. how it can Identify tip when it's a over. problem and yeah. be able to do something about that. Because I was going to say too, there are lots of really, beyond social media, our phone has, mm. I always recommend mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. apps. We track our fitness. We can mm-hmm. track our sleep. There's lots of really positive um, functionalities yeah. built into phones. Um as well as you said, our camera and our music yes. and our GPS and our you know, maps and mm. everything is in there. Weather. Uh, the weather. <laughs> I the check weather the weather. But that's the reason it becomes so difficult to separate from it. Mm. If you do notice that it's becoming quite compulsive, and we all know when it gets a bit compulsive, mm. um, then it's really difficult to take a break from it because there's so much usefulness and functionality mm-hmm built mm-hmm. into it as well. So you can take a break from
1: it, you can, or you can just look at ways that that device is impacting your
0: relationships mm. as well. Mm. Speaking of which, I'm glad you mentioned that because there is some research that shows that the mere presence of a phone, they did some research where they got people to sit down and have a conversation and just the mere presence of a phone, even if nobody was looking at it or there was there was no action happening on the phone, mm-hmm. just a phone sitting on the table reduces the level of trust and intimacy in that conversation, people are less inclined to be open and sharing in a Mm -hmm. conversation if there's a phone present. It's amazing. And, you know, the other thing it does or what it has done is that constant sort of needing to check or that constant Mm -hmm. distractedness because we, you know, you're bored, it's reduced our attention span. We're highly distractible now. And so focusing on a Project or focusing on, I mean, I do some writing for Mm. a living, as you know, Mm. and I, so do you. Mm. And I get down and I start writing, 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 and I go, bit bored, check Facebook, Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. check my email, Mm -mm. this constant distraction. Because we've talked about how
1: we're not fans of multitasking. We're not
0: fans of multitasking, but this is what we do because we've, we can't sustain our attention for any length of time anymore. And I, um, I read recently that if you get a message, like we know, if you get a message and you and you check it. I've been in workplaces with people who are constantly like they're working and then they're checking a message replying, mm-hmm. and replying, they're back to work and then they're checking a message and replying and it's oh, up would you just put it away. Um, <laughs> but even if you get a message and even if you don't respond to it, it reduces your I can't Focus. stop thinking about it. I, I, re, I respond straight away just so I don't have that hanging over my head. There you go. <sighs> and think about that when you're driving. So what they're saying is if you're driving a car, even if you're, if your phone's next to you, even if you don't look at the message, mm. your attention is not on driving. It's yeah. actually on the message that's unread. So it's very dangerous, Mm -hmm. actually. So uh, there's lots of, you know, there's more and more and more research coming out that's highlighting some of these issues Mm -hmm. and the reasons why we need to create some space from our devices. And, And it can be
1: simple things. And we'll come back and talk about those tips and tools. And what about sleep? I have a really terrible habit. Winding down has become getting in bed and my husband goes to bed earlier because he gets up earlier than me. And I creep into bed after the baby's asleep, everything's done and it's my time to get on Facebook, get on Instagram and scroll through my phone. And it's actually like relaxation for me. Yeah. Why we've, is that so bad for my sleep? We've talked about this. Mm. It is so bad because... I'm still doing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... The the blue light from your screens, mm-hmm. not just phones, but all electronic sc- screens, I think the only um, the one that's okay is the Kindle, mm-hmm. if you're reading a book on a Kindle because that's been designed to have a, a, a healthier light, li- a different light. But the blue light from those screens, what it does is it stimulates, um, and, sorry, what it does is it slows down melatonin production. So melatonin is the hormone that calms you down. Cortisol in the morning Mm -hmm. revs you up, gets you ready for the day. And your natural biological cycle is that as the day goes on and as evening comes and it gets dark, Mm -hmm. the melatonin increases to make you drowsy. So when you are looking at a blue light on your phone, what it's doing is your brain's getting confusing signals because it's thinking I'm supposed to be winding down, but this blue light's telling me to wake up Mm -hmm. and it can keep you very alert Mm -hmm. and impact the quality And of your sleep. The other thing is the content that you're looking at, if it's an email comes through or Mm -hmm. something comes through and you feel compelled as we do Mm -hmm. to reply or to comment or something comes through for work and then you're thinking about it, then that is going to play on your mind and impact your sleep as well. So the space, you know, the the phone's in bed. It's very, like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, um, do that, mm-hmm. hop into bed and they start either playing a game to wind down, a bit <laughs> yes. of candy crushing yeah. or something, but it really does impact your sleep and it's, it's not good. It's not good at all. So I have some tips that I'm trying to
1: implement mm-hmm. to change my habits a little bit and bring back that balance. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with those tips and tools in a sec. You're listening to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. We're talking about digital detoxing, just Mm. bringing back a bit of balance. If we want to take a digital detox, it doesn't mean going cold turkey, putting your phone away and then living in the dark ages.
0: (laughs) God forbid. Yeah,
1: God forbid not having a phone with you. But there are a few things you can do to create healthier habits. For example, I am trying to get off my phone in bed because I find I'm so busy with um, the baby that I don't get to have that time on my phone, which I love. And the only time I'm doing it is in bed. So two things I'm doing. I'm making sure that my charger, my phone charger isn't beside my bed, but I've set up a charging station in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I put my phone down and it charges overnight in the kitchen. Arnie is my alarm. He wakes me up early and I also have another alarm clock as like an old school, just an alarm clock um, as my backup if Arnie sleeps in, which he never does. So that's two things you can do. Get an old school alarm clock and set up your charging station outside of the bedroom.
0: Yeah, keeping the phone out of the bedroom is a really, really important one, Mm -hmm. I think, for all of those reasons that we talked about to do with sleep. Mm -hmm. I think also that... Turning your phone off. Oh, I know it makes people nervous, mm. but I think if you can turn your phone off at least thirty minutes before you go to bed and give yourself a, a break from that a winding blue light. down time. Yeah. So you know we we did talk a lot about that in detail mm. in season one in our sleep episode. So just to reinforce that point of getting you getting off your phone thirty minutes before bed, and I like to then say keep it off. When you wake up in the morning, don't turn it on straight away. Mm -hmm. If it's on, even if you've got it in flight mode, you you will tend to just get up and go straight to it. Whereas if it's off and you wait until after you've done some meditation, had your cup of tea, had a coffee, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be, to give yourself that time in the morning while your brain is fresh and open and clear, just give yourself a break before you actually – Turn it back on and start to be hit again with all of that stimulation of all of the emails and the social media and the what's happened overnight and feeling. What com- have you missed out? Compelled on? to check what happened overnight on Facebook or what's whatever it is. So um, that keep it is off. so
1: helpful. Keep yeah. it off.
0: I do that. I keep it out of the bedroom for sure. We've always mm-hmm. had an old school alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Don't know how the thing. They don't make them like they used to. Yeah, It's been going for 15 years or yeah. something. But we, I keep the phone out of the bedroom generally mm-hmm. and I have made it a rule to turn it off and to not turn it on immediately, yeah. to have a break in the morning. And when I was working with a
1: sleep specialist who came in and just helped us with some tips for Arnold... Uh, one of the first things she said is when he's winding down before bedtime, he's had his bath, he's had his feed and now it's bed. The winding down time is so important. And she said, half an hour, make sure there's no screens around him. So sometimes I realize he was sitting on my lap and I'm texting. Ah, so he's getting the blue light. Yeah, he's getting the blue light or he's, the TV's on in the background mm. or there were screens and stimulation and the overstimulation of watching television. Even if he's lying on his mat, he's not even sitting up. Was keeping him up. So now all screens are off and until he's fast asleep, I'm making sure that that's the thing in the house. And it, it just really, it was a great shock to put me into action to make sure, okay. I've really got to put the phone down at night and I've got to wind
0: down just like a baby does. Exactly. We all need that little bedtime Mm. routine.
1: So if you want more advice on how to have better sleep hygiene, go back to season one of Crappy to Happy because we do talk about it in depth. Phones do impact, like you said, the trust and the openness when you're having a conversation with someone, having your phone there. So a great thing I do when I catch up with my friends, I say to them, hey, let's phone stack. So when we start, we get... we. We put the phones out of sight and we stack them up. And like that game Jenga, if you pull your phone out, the whole stack's going to fall over. You don't want to be the person that collapses the stack. You can just relax. The phones are stacked there and it's a great way to just have fun. And I do that if I'm having people over for dinner. Don't go out too much these days. Um, I, I find the phone sacking really helps. Just away, they don't have to be on the table.
0: Yeah, keep them away. Mm. And, ma- and making it a group rule, I think. Yeah, is and people helpful. are happy to do that. They go, yeah, yeah. Let's put the phones away. Let's relax. Yeah. yeah. I think um, another really good one is to, if people are having trouble weaning off. I know you said like we don't need to go cold turkey, but you know what? Sometimes actually, you might want to look at building mm-hmm. up to having a day off. Yeah, uh, like uh, social media holiday or... A- I know that uh, Ariana Huffington and Katy Perry, mm. when they did one of their podcasts, they talked about shut off Sunday. Mm. Like just having a day off social media and having a day off technology for, for a day. Yeah. And if you can't do a day, maybe it's a half a day or maybe it's a few hours and start to build it up. But there's other ways that you can take a break without feeling completely disconnected. And one that I like is absolutely using flight mode. Mm-hmm. If you can put your phone in flight mode, because people get nervous because, but I use my phone for my camera and I use Mm -hmm. it for my music if I'm going for a walk. So you can still access all those functions if it's in flight mode. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a useful one. Mm -hmm. And I think the other really important one is turn off, I've done this, turn off notifications. Mm -hmm. It's the constant, even the little, um, you know, the little number in the red circle. Mm -hmm. Pulls your attention. Mm -hmm. You're compelled to want to go and check what those notifications are. Oh, how many people have commented on that? How many people have liked that? How many emails have I got? So, if you turn all of that off Mm. so that you're not drawn all the time to wanting to check notifications, Mm -hmm. not having your attention disturbed. Yes. Because it's very intrusive, actually. Yes, it is. Um, So, turning off notifications, Mm -hmm. putting it in flight mode. putting it away when you're yes, in company, for sure. For sure. And one
1: thing that I've been doing, I, a couple of weeks ago I went out and I bought a camera. I didn't own a camera because I held my phone, I picked up my phone to check a message and Arnold smiled and I realised that he was smiling at the phone because I take all these photos of him <laughs> and he's actually learnt to smile when the phone's near him. Wow. So that freaked me out. So I went and bought a camera and I thought, I don't want him thinking I'm always on my phone and but I always have my phone on me because I want to take baby photos. So getting a camera um, can help to yes. not be on your phone as much and have that compulsive, I've got to take a photo. And also something that I do with Ed at home we seem to talk to each other through our phones. I'll, have, I'll be on my phone and I'm talking to him. And so we have a rule now where phones down, when I'm talking to you, look at me. Phone down, eyes up. Eyes up. And if I have my phone up, then I put two bucks in a little swear jar just in the kitchen. And then we, we go out without our phones, have a coffee. And it's like, oh, we made it through, you know, a whole coffee date without being on our phones, using the money from our phone swear jar
0: that you just touched on something really important when you Mm. mentioned Arnold, which we haven't even talked about, which Mm. is the impact on your kids. I'm really aware
1: of this. Yeah. Of
0: us as adults being on phones, that lack of Connected mm-hmm. attention. When kids are around, they pick up on the fact mm-hmm. that we're not fully present because mm-hmm. we've constantly got our eyes on our phones. I'm so scared of this. That's why it's, it's down now. It's absolutely yeah. down. And, and we talk about kids being on their phones all mm-hmm. the time. As adults, we've got to take some responsibility for how much we are not present with the people around us and especially our partners and our kids. He's so much more important. And I just think, no, and no one's waiting for that
1: post or that message from me or an update on Facebook. No one's waiting for it as much as
0: you feel like I have to let people know. Mm -mm. they're not waiting for it. Especially when you have a a business like I do as well. Mm. And I get the guilt. Like if I haven't posted on my social media, I think, oh gosh, I'm letting people down. Nobody actually cares. They're not keeping tabs (laughs) on us, are they? (laughs) They're not. Unfortunately. No, no one cares. Sadly, no. (laughs) No one cares. Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't realise how important that is to give kids, especially Mm -hmm. our full attention. Um, And look, it's difficult because I know that sometimes stuff goes around. You, we've talked about yes. the mummy wars and yes. we don't want to go down that path of judging other parents mm-hmm. because sometimes getting five minutes on your phone is like the only break you might get yes. all day after a bad day. So we're not doing that. Mm. But I think just to be more aware mm-hmm. as parents of where our attention is mm. in the presence of children, they, that emotional connection, that emotional attachment is fundamental mm-hmm. for for healthy child development mm-hmm. and and for brain development and for conversations and um, talking about feelings and facial expressions and all of that from from infancy, but all the way mm. through, Childhood and growing up; those healthy relationships are so crucial. And we are—I know sometimes in our house. So there's—I might be on my phone looking at something. My daughter's just started high school and she's got a laptop, so that's a, a huge novelty for her. Yeah. Not that she's never been on technology before, mm. but now she's got her own Online laptop for school. And my husband's a big iPad man, mm-hmm. so he will often be reading the paper, mm-hmm. for example. He reads the the paper, or you know, things like that. Yeah. on his iPad rather than getting a hard copy paper. Mm. So we three of us can be in a room and all of us on our various screens and sometimes one of us will just say, enough. Come on, yeah. Put them away. Like enough is enough. Mm. But you've got to be aware of it and catch yourself and and make that decision. And that's what it decision. is. Just being aware of it and also if something's
1: coming through for work and I'm seeing a notification, which I have turned off now, I just think... I feel like I have to answer that right now, but I, I take a moment and I say, I can answer that in 20 minutes when Arnold's having his nap. Yes. And I can then have 45 minutes to
0: get it all done. But when he's awake, I'm mum. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah, When um, my daughter was a baby, I went back to uni when mm-hmm. she was about, um, you know, I don't know, nine or 10 months old. Whoa. And it, yeah, and my husband moved into state at the same time, so it was just me. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that point that you just made, mm. that was so important to me. Like when I was with her, I was 100% with her because yes. I felt so bad about leaving her and going off to study that I had made very clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. When we were together, I was 100% on her. And then when she was asleep or when she was away or she was at daycare, then I was 100% doing you mm-hmm. know, my other stuff. And I think trying to keep some of those, it's not always 100% possible, yes. trying to keep some of those boundaries when the phone tends to filter into every aspect yeah. of life just you know, just to be aware, to yeah. keep it a bit separate. And I think if you really want to go hard with the mm-hmm. digital detox, mm-hmm. which can be a really good thing, like having that break can be really important. Um, you know, if you go away for a weekend or spend a whole day, you know, or take yourself away and not be on your phone at all it can be one of the best things that you can do. But what happens is we get this anxiety about what if somebody's trying to contact me. Yeah. So. I always say well if you you can set up auto responders on your email mm-hmm. but even if you just text the people closest to you and say I'm offline mm-hmm. if you're concerned that somebody's going to try and contact you more than likely they're not mm. but you can actually tell people I deactivate my Facebook account sometimes mm, I've w- seen you do this <laughs> and I say to people Okay, time for a break. I'm deactivating Facebook. And you know the funniest thing about that? As soon as you deactivate Facebook, nobody can actually see that message. Mm. So except for the people who see it like right in that moment, Mm. I put it up and I leave it there for a few hours so Mm. that people see it because it makes me feel better that people don't think I've just disappeared or unfriended them Mm. or something. And then I just say, righto, I'm offline about three hours later, then I'll deactivate it yeah. and I'll keep it off. The other thing I haven't mentioned too is taking off if you've got a particular compulsion to be checking, for example, Facebook or Instagram on your phone, you can actually just remove the app from your phone. I've done that
1: before. I've done that before mm. too.
0: And for a while there, you kind of you habitually oh. go for your phone and, oh, that's right, it's not there anymore. And that can be a nice way to break that habit because if it's mm. not there and you can't check it, you stop checking it. It like eliminates that... Habit, yeah, and then later on, you might be able to put it back on, but that compulsion's not there. Yeah, I find the same with just deactivating Facebook. Actually, after a few weeks, you realize that you're actually not really missing very much. Mm. And your real friends will call you, and your good friends yeah. will catch up and you don't come much by at all. No, you, it's a it's a good lesson to mm. see how much you are not missing mm. when you take a complete break from some of those things. Yeah. So I encourage it. And now people are even wearing their phones on their wrists. You've got. Uh,
1: watches and Fitbits with alerts and messages and phone calls coming through your watch. So you can feel that pressure to always respond
0: and you're on 24-7. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. I have got Mm. a Fitbit and I wore it for a little bit and I... It lost its novelty and then I lost the mm. Fitbit. I haven't bothered about finding it or replacing it. But my husband has a Fitbit as well and I know we'll be having a conversation and suddenly he looks at his wrist and he disappears from the room because he re- he gets a text message or something mm. on his phone and it comes through on his watch and then he's, even without the phone present, he's disappeared out of the room to check a message. Yes. And it's only because I see this quick flick of the wrist so that I know yeah, what's going on. It's still there. And he... I mean, bless him, he has an important job and he gets a lot of yeah, important of messages so that he has to respond to. But you know what? Sometimes I feel like saying, it can wait. Yeah, it can mm-hmm. wait. And but i are all the
1: same. I've been weighing up getting one because I can't sometimes holding a baby and holding a phone, I don't have two hands all the time. So I thought maybe a watch would be better being one handed, but I think it would just fuel my addiction further. So I'm going to uh, wait.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think that we'll limit it it if we can.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm struggling with my addiction with the phone, let alone a phone watch. We hope you find some helpful tips and tools there to deal with a digital detox if you want to take one or to round out that balance. Next on Crappy to Happy, we're going to be talking about killer self-confidence and how to be more confident and assertive. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Crappy to Happy is recorded in the Podcast One studios. Produced by Dave Zbielinski. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes and to check out other great podcasts, go to podcastone.com.au or download the app.